0: I look at all the lovely people. I look at all the lovely people. Eleanor Rigby picks up her rice in the church where a wedding has been. Lives in a dream. Waits at the
1: Sunday, 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 Sunday in January 19th, 2020, The Roaring 20s 2.0, and ladies and gentlemen, I am rambling because I am Brent Reed, and it is showtime, everybody. Welcome to an all-new Downright Sports Radio slash podcast here on Apple Podcasts, which you should subscribe and hit the like and leave comments, or soundcloud which thank you so much you should just like or google play which also you should just like and enjoy you know what i'm telling i'm not going to tell you to like you know it's just it's wrong for me to insinuate that you like this show maybe you don't like the show but you just continue listening because you're glutton for punishment either or i appreciate that and thank you thank you so much we had a busy weekend Sports wise, um, if you've never listened to my show before or you are listening to the show and you listen to it with some friends, uh, understand I am a sports fan, a.k.a. the sports critic for the sports fan. How about that? Um, and basically, I just talk sports from the way a fan sees it. And, you know, I will have some statistics that will break down and the best of my abilities. But for the most part. Sports fans will need all that We just want to talk sports And we just want to talk it You know what I'm saying We just want to be the most opinionated people we can find And sometimes we throw facts in there But really what matters is Who's the loudest man in the room Um, Last night there was basketball We'll touch on that But the biggest news in the world This morning was my man Conor McGregor the notorious one. He returned last night and he took on the cowboy, um, and he beat him in less than forty seconds. Uh, a few shoulders to the nose, and then a kick to the face. As I'm watching the highlights right now, as a, if, if I'm calling it a straight kick to the face, dropping the cowboy, the legend. This lady, this blonde lady, was in shock. Oh my God. Busted open the cowboy right away, and then he called out every other fighter. But Conor McGregor looks like he got his first win since 2016. I'm here to tell you right now, and I'm not going to stay on this too long because this is not what I wrote for the first segment. But if you're a UFC fan, if you're a cas- if if you're the UFC, Conor McGregor winning is the best news. You've woken up to in a long, long time. Because you have no bigger star than Conor McGregor. You have no bigger attraction than Conor McGregor. John Jones is a monster. John Jones is a beast. John Jones is the guy. But the problem with John Jones is he keeps getting in trouble. He always wins and then he gets caught on drugs. So (laughs) what you need now is find a way for Connor to keep this going baby if Connor can keep this going keep this momentum he is a draw he is the draw and don't get it wrong John Jones is the man but to give it in uh uh um in the entertainment portion of it yes every you know um people would say you know um Uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard may be the best player in basketball, but people want to see LeBron. You get what I'm saying? People want to see the draw. They want to see, you know, what's the hype about. Connor's going to draw people in, whether it's for good or bad because people either want to root against him because he's loud and he's broken he's braggadocious or people want to see him because he's loud and he's braggadocious and they want to root for him the reason why i do i love a guy that just talks crap and then backs it up so you know what i'm saying and then the, you know the fact that one of the baddest dudes in the ufc is a white guy is just you know with you know you put the cape on him and just let him fly so congratulations connor it says uh uh, what is it? First fighter in UFC history to KO in three different weight classes. Come on. Featherweight, light heavyweight, and walterweight. Yeah, he's a, he's a bad dude. And anybody who thinks otherwise, you, sir, are a sucker and a hater. <laughs> anyway, what I decided to talk about to we'll start the, the the show off this morning um, without my hat on. I feel weird. I've never recorded a show without a hat on. I feel naked and cold. Um... The NBA season, which I have not paid attention to at all, um, while college football was going on, and um, now that the NFL season is down to the conference championship games, which we'll touch on in one of the other segments, but um, I like the you know I'm now going to like um, put my eye to the screen NBA season. <laughs> I know there's a conversation to shorten the season, or uh, Adam Silver, the genius he is, wants to add a tournament in the middle of the season like it's soccer. You can't. America doesn't. We we don't appreciate fictitious tournaments. We're Americans. We care about the championship, not fake championships. And that's something that he's gonna have to start at a lower level. Like he's gonna like they're gonna have to start talking to the high schools and talking to, um, well, high school does it. You know, whether it's Christmas tournaments or invitationals. And college does it. College, the, the Maui invitationals and stuff like that. But um, a lot of that they do. So that was set up many moons ago because you only played your conference. There was, you know, and every now and then you played one team outside of the conference. It wasn't all this, you know, 900 games a year in college. You know, it was you 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 play college ball and you had a couple out, out of conference games to kind of get the team ready. Kind of like a, a <clears throat> like a, a cheap exhibition, if you will. Forget the tournament idea in the pros. Maybe put it in uh, the WNBA, which I think they're going to do, and maybe put it in the G League or something like that. But the NBA needs to start the season at Christmas. Th- this overlapping, uh, and I'm not going to harp on this, but this overlapping of sports, every is it, it's, it's too much. You don't even get a break. Like you go from, if you if you want to say your your sports calendar year starts in April, you got baseball, which has the whole summer to itself. Uh, the WNBA kind of under you know is in that in intertwined with that, but they don't play as many games. It's gonna take you away from the take you away from the baseball season but football queues back up around august the season starts in september baseball still going on until the end of october the nba season now will start in the second week of our this, the, the the second to last week of october which is before the world series and then uh, college basketballs gearing up, and then you got college football. It, it's too much. For, you know when you're when you're a kid, when you're in your t- when you're a teenager or early twenties, you 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 pay you pay attention to that stuff. The older you get, you got so much other stuff. Now I do two shows, and I'm here to tell you, I can't pay attention to everything that goes on. And, uh, um, I got guys I work with that. Oh man, you do a show, you don't know it. No, I don't know this person's name or that person's name I can't watch everything at once I don't have enough time in the day It's impossible I know the internet's supposed to make it easier In fact, the internet sometimes makes it harder Because now you even have more options to watch even more stuff But the NBA season needs to start around Christmas time And um, people will be more excited The season needs to be shorter Because the is way too long to playoffs is way too stupidly long the playoffs start in april and end in june that make any sense to anybody it's the only league where the playoffs take three months and i ain't talking about like june first like they end like mid-june like around my birthday which is june 18th so like the nfl playoffs starts in january ends in january baseball starts in october ends in october <laughs> um uh NHL is pretty long too for no reason whatsoever. Uh, NHL is super duper long, but it's all money at the end of the day. It's all about money. You know, how many days can we sell out this arena? Because that's what Matt, you know, they have to. They got to find a way to put butts in the seats. But let's talk about this NBA season that's going on right now. And it's a very, very exciting one if you're. Kind of, it's not exciting really It's it's more like you pencil in who's going But there are some decent storylines For example How the East is a lot better Than we've ever seen There's only one team in the entire East um, That I want to say Is under 500 Or just right there at the cusp of 500 That's the Brooklyn Nets That are um, Below 500 And I'm pulling it up now I thought I wrote it down last night But Maybe I didn't. It's not a big deal. But you have every teams one through seven at least are are very very good teams, and <clears throat> you got the Miami Heat, who last year at this time wasn't even in the, wasn't even in the conversation. They didn't even make the playoffs last year, and they are the number two team. In the East, above the, the, the 76s, above the Boston Celtics, teams that everybody was expecting. The Toronto Raptors are still a th- top three seed. Um, here it goes. The Brooklyn Nets, 18-23. and 23. The Pistons are 16-26. and 26. It's kind of sad the Pistons are so bad because Derrick Rose is playing at the— the year he won the MVP award, he's averaging the same amount of points. Like, that's incredible. If you were to ask anybody else like That's insane That Derrick Rose is able to do that um, At this point In his career Which so many people thought was over And um, you gotta Really like Give Derrick credit for bouncing back And having um, Rough and rocky years And bouncing around And looking like he's gonna become a journeyman I think right now if uh, If I'm let me just take a look here. If I'm the Orlando Magic, if I'm the if I'm the Milwaukee Bucks, and where are they? If I'm maybe the Jazz, I may make a trade for him. I think he's that he could he's improved that much where he can either be the guy, or he can step back and, like, let somebody else. But he's a fantastic facilitator. I think we all know that. He can get you to rock. You ain't, you ain't got to worry about that part. And I think if, if scoring-wise, if we look at the scoring leaders, <laughs> look at the scoring leaders. Move, you stupid machine. As we look at the scoring leaders, D. Rose is... Somewhere over, right. I know he's averaging more than 19 points a game. Where is he? Now I can't see him. I know he's somewhere in front of me, which is going to bother me the rest of the day. I'm going to have to look for it during the next segment. But I, uh, he's averaging like 24 points a game or some silliness like that. There's LeBron averaging 25. I'm going to have to just type it in, and I'll come back to you guys with it because i have Was assuming. Oh, there it goes. No, he dropped his point. Oh, there it is. Is That's points. Yeah, points per game. He went down a little bit. He was averaging around twenty four. He's back. Reality's kicked in, but he's averaging around eighteen points a game right now, um, which is very good. Again, for a guy who was not who was left for dead. This guy was left for dead and was told pretty much like you're on borrowed time. But if you put him on one of those teams I mentioned, he can make them better, in my opinion. He can really, really make them better. Um, some other, uh, the, the MVP MVPs, excuse me, so far this year, in my opinion, I wrote it down, uh, so far have to be LeBron James, number one. And I know what you're saying, well, you got Anthony Davis, like, come on, man. Anthony Davis... Uh, he's making Anthony Davis better. It ain't the other way around, kids. He's making Anthony Davis better. Uh, he's ever, for the first time in his career, he's leading the leading in assists. Something he could have probably done his entire career, but he's choosing to do it now because he's showing you how how this is the LeBron I wanted to always see. From the time he got drafted, I always said he should be more Magic than Jordan. But everybody wants to be the everybody wants to be MJ, but you can't. So there's nothing wrong with being Magic Johnson, first ballot Hall of Famer, uh, dream team, five-time champion. You know, nothing wrong with being a Magic Johnson. <laughs> it's a joke in there that I can't. I'm not going to use because it's a family show. But uh, LeBron got to. I don't know if he's the front runner for the MVP, but he's in the conversation. Uh, 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 Dirkich for Dallas. I, I I don't know if he's got to be. One or two in your voting for MVP. He's got the Dallas Mavericks in conversation like back the days of the Dirk Nowinski time period when Dirk was out there balling now and being the man. Not to mention the kid is averaging 29 points a game and he's third in assists and he's dropping triple doubles like it's nobody's business. He's got Dallas as a number five seed right behind the Utah Jazz. He's got them back in the conversation making them believe again Now they are a player or two away from being, uh, to be able to beat the Lakers or the Clippers or even the Denver Nuggets, but the fact that Dallas is back in the conversation just shows you how, A, how smart that front office is, B, how great of an owner Mark Cuban is. He just steps away and lets his people do his thing. And, you know, the luck of the draw, because other franchises that used to be good are nowhere near that, you know what I'm saying? Like, they took a chance with Durkis, the Knicks, the the Cavaliers, the Washington Wizards, the uh, the Hornets, the Bulls, the Pistons, uh, the Suns, the Spurs—all these teams would love to have that guy right now. Um, then I like I want Jimmy Butler because he's. Got the He's got the Miami Heat, the number two seed right now in the East, and he's uh, uh, technically they have the same record. Not technically, but they got the same record as the Denver Nuggets. So they're you know they're a top 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 team in the entire league. They're just not a, a novelty act or, um, or or an anomaly like they're in the conversation. And then uh, enter the Cooper, last year could have been a fluke year. Last year could have been the year. Um he just got, you know, everybody just didn't know who the heck he was. He is proven. Mouth got dry. He got really dry. <laughs> he is proven time and time and time and time and time again. He is legit. He is here to stay. He is the he is the man. Milwaukee is his team. And I am carrying them. You this is where you start you gotta put in you gotta put start putting in context when you start talking about players. And how great they are. For so long, and I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole, but everybody's so quick to go, this guy's great, but if his team, Anthony Kupo is playing with role players. I'm just going to be real. He's playing with role players, and he's got them as the number one team in the East. He has them as the number one team in basketball. They're 38-6. and six. The next team, at the Lakers, is thirty-four and eight. Nothing would make us happy to see the Lakers and the Bucks in the in the NBA Finals, because now you got LeBron James taking on the Greek Freak, who is younger and could be, if the NBA wanted to, the face of the league. For some reason, the NBA doesn't want to make this guy the face of the league. They like they still want to chase after. These other guys, they want to chase you. The 76 the, the 76s are paper champions. The Embiids of the world, they don't have that. I want to take your heart. Embiid, I mean Embiid, um, into the, cupo, the Greek freak, he has that. He has, look, man, you're a nice guy, but let's be real. I'm trying to beat you tonight. I'm trying to take what you got. I'm trying to take, you can't take food off his table because the, the contract's guaranteed, but I'm trying to embarrass you. And I'm trying to win. I wanna be one of the greats. I just hope he doesn't turn into um other great guys who could like a Charles Barkley or Patrick Ewan, um Carl Malone, guys who play in other people's errors and just could. they work so hard in the regular season that come postseason is be burnt out. So, you know, we're gonna keep uh we we'll keep ahead. I actually did I must have the picture. I did my uh, all star voting. Um, for the NBA I don't think I have the picture I do So I go over this So my all-star voting real quick For the East I went with uh, Young, Derrick Rose, Anthony Coupo, uh Tatum and Butler Some all-star team um, I went with Anthony Davis Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James uh, Luka Durkage uh, And uh, What's his name? Um, A um, Shoot! Blood. Probably should have charged my phone The point guard from Memphis That's all I remember I can't remember his name And I should have charged my phone last night and This wouldn't have been a problem But the point guard from Memphis I put them in uh, I like that kid I wish the Knicks could have got him But he the He is like Alright you thought um, You thought um, The guy in uh, New Orleans Was supposed to be the best player And everybody was talking about This one's the best I'm going to show you who's the best, and y'all can all suck on the egg, because he is hooping. I'm here to tell you he's hooping. All right, everybody, we are in a show today, music-wise. Kept it mellow, kept it simple. I need a fourth song. I didn't add a fourth song to the pl- Yes, I did. Um... Uh, the Beatles, Billy Joel, the Doors, Elton John all will be played today. Just keeping it low key, man. You know, uh, nah, I'll bring the ruckus back next week. Bring the ruckus the boom. All right. Uh next segment we're gonna hit on. In the next segment we're gonna talk a little uh baseball in the, in the hall of fame. I love this debate. It's my favorite debate. Um and we'll come back. I need to get a cup of water. I'm thirsty. Uh Dow Sports Radio.
2: ain't anybody make the same mistakes that I've made She's a real nice girl and she's always there for you But a nice girl wouldn't tell you what you should do Oh listen boy I'm sure that you think you got it all under control You don't want somebody telling you the way to stay stand someone's soul Except that you're for real Tell her about it Tell her all your crazy dreams Let her know you need her Let her know how much she means
3: Ooh. Ooh.
2: Listen boy, it's not automatically a certain guarantee To ensure. Communication constantly. When you love someone, you're always insecure. And that's only one good way to reassure. Tell her about it. Let her know how much you care. When she can't be with you, tell her you wish you were there. Tell her about it. Every day
1: Attention. give us something to believe. Tell her about it. And <laughs> a little Billy Joel, everybody, to keep your morning going. If you're listening, I start recording at 8 o'clock. I get up around 6 and start preparing and then get up at 8. I mean we'll start the show by 8 and uh you by the time you guys hear it is around ten or eleven. After you put it together, compress it, and edit out all the swear words and dirty stuff. No, I'm joking. I actually, it's one take. <laughs> I've only edited maybe a handful of shows where I had to, like, all right, I got to go in and take this out. Either I said something that might have been a little, a little too political, or I said something just like, all right, this needs to come out. Like, don't keep this in. Um, J. A. Morant, that's the kid's name from Memphis, who I voted for. Ah, he's a monster. I like him a lot. Don't know what kind of point guard he is. He's a little bit of uh, Russell Westbrook style, um, just a pure athlete. So that I don't know if that's what you need to build your offense around or your team around, but that boy sure can play. Can he? This Tuesday. Uh, The Baseball Hall of Fame will be announced. It's a fantastic time of year because this is where um, the debate. Baseball sparks more debates than any other sport. It really does. Uh, With with baseball, you have the eye test and you have the numbers test. And you have to try to... um, I'm sorry, this commercial came up on the screen. These people are dancing, and it's got awful, but it's distracting, and you can't take your eyes off of it. But in baseball, when you start to, you know, when you start making debates, it's like, well, I seen this one play, and this is why he was good. Some of the voting in the last few years, to me, has been suspect. I think more and more reporters who may not have played the game or even watched the game or just going by the numbers. Oh, so-and-so's great by the numbers. I did a ballot, and I did a ballot of the players that are on the ballot currently right now. Not guys who have fallen off, but guys that are currently on the ballot. And I I did it, I'm not going to lie, I knocked off like four or five names because I knew the names and I seen them play. And when they played, you knew. That's a Hall of Famer. Like, the NFL, I feel like, is, is is not a Hall of Fame. And I feel like the NBA or uh, the, well, the, 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 the the Naismith Hall of Fame is not a Hall of Fame. Now, some guys they've put in the Naismith Hall of Fame, they've used college basketball as an excuse why they've gotten in there. In the case of Tracy McGrady, they probably used high school basketball. Tracy McGrady should not be a Hall of Famer. I don't even care what any of you think or what any of you say. Tell me how in the blue cheese is Tracy McGrady a Hall of Famer The guy never got up the first round Yeah, he scored a bunch of points But he never led his team out of the first round He They would always find a way to lose And he really, if you look at his numbers He only really put together maybe four or five good years If that, you know what I'm saying So let's pump the brakes on T-Mac being a Hall of Famer Um but baseball, they, they got the same thing. These guys are just putting in the Hall that were very good players, that were great players, but the Hall of Fame is not for the greats. It's for the legends. It's for when you look, you know when you, when you see it. You, you know the name's Ruth. You know the name's Mays. You know Hank. You know Gibson. You know uh, Mantle. Hall of Famers, you know that you've seen it, and and for those of you that weren't alive then but are alive now, that's it's like whoa, he was on steroids, didn't matter. You know Barry Bonds is a Hall of Fame. You know Roger Clemens is a Hall of Famer. You know Mike Trout is a soon future B Hall of Famer. You know Clayton Kershaw is a Hall of Famer. You just know that you can see it. You know uh, David Ortiz is a Hall of Famer. You you know it. You see it. You 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 can believe it. You know. um Max is uh, Max a suspect, but he could be, he's in that. But I think Steven Strasburg's more of a guarantee than Max Scherzer as far as Hall of Fame goes. If he doesn't, if his numbers don't fail, Bryce Harper, he's got it written. He's, he, he's got it deemed in the lights as long as he doesn't just fall off the face of the map. Ken Griffey Jr., no question. Even when he was hurt, No question. He was still better than most guys. That makes you. That's what makes you a Hall of Famer. Is that when you're not playing at your best, you're better than everybody. Still, <laughs> that's what makes you a Hall of Famer. Not when you're not playing your best, you're in consideration of getting cut. You know what I mean? Like that. That doesn't make you a Hall of Famer. So, my ballot. Is such and where is the ballot? So I got, I have Jeter, Jeff Kent, Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, and Manny Ramirez. Those are the guys I think should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, I'm not gonna. I was gonna. I have the numbers to back up, but I don't have to back that up. Jeff Kent is a Hall of Famer, and I'm sick and tired of the the conversation and debate going on how and why Jeff Kent's first all-time in home runs for second baseman, a position not known for hitting home runs. That's Number one, he's a former. He won the MVP award over Barry Bonds a year. Barry Bonds had a fantastic year in 2000. He should, everybody thought Bonds should have won MVP, but Jeff Kent won it. Jeff Kent has multiple gold gloves, he's played on multiple teams. He was the reason why a lot of teams got better, whether it was the Giants, whether it was the Houston, whether it was the Dodgers. The guy was always consistent. Um, numbers wise, he's in the top 10 all time at his position because that's what that's how you rank the guy. First you rank him at a position, then you rank him accordingly to the rest of uh the, the players. And Jeff Kent was always in the conversation for all stars and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. He should be in Jeff from I seen Jeff Kent play. He was and still so to me is should be in the Hall of Fame. Um no question Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens I'm not gonna give you that before crap, before we think We don't know. There's no positive test out there, and you're not going to give me well the eye test. Go scratch. Those guys were head and shoulders. If they were taking steroids, so was the whole league. And guess what? They were better than the entire league. That puts you in. That should put them in. Don't put no asterisk on it. Now it is a museum. If somewhere in the museum you want to mention potentially this might have happened, but there's no proof. So you, because there's no proof, you can't keep assuming and you can't keep um, making these guys suffer for your own stupid moral compass. They deserve to be in. Roger Clemens was the best pitcher of his era. Perry Bonds was the best hitter of his era. There were two moments where they took a low and these guys Blossomed and returned to form. Roger Clemens was so great. Whenever you claim he was taking, he wasn't throwing 95s and 96s in 2002 to 2005 or 6 or something like that when he retired. He was 93, 94s. He just was, he got smart. He got clever. Because you're not going to say a guy who was just juicing constantly, just why wasn't he? gassing guys up in the years he played in the Toronto he was still young enough where he he could make that stuff happen so and and, and Hank Aaron said the best not matter what drugs you take you got to see the ball you gotta hit the ball and unless and I know that we've heard all the stuff well Barry Barnes was taking steroids that enhanced his eyes and enhanced his brain and like if they if that's the case then why don't more people take this stuff? You know, why aren't more um, baseball players taking it and getting paid and, you know what I mean? And then getting off of it. Because that's what, you know, I think everybody would do if they could, but it's not that simple. And I don't think, I think maybe he shot up a little bit, but I think all it did was just give him longevity versus letting him retire early because the guy came in the league so soon. And then Manny Ramirez, before he got popped. Take your two tranquilizers. He was a, the most feared hitter in baseball, and he was right-handed. He was a great hitter in Cleveland. He was an even better hitter with the White Sox, how clutch he was. I hated that man, but he's a Hall of Famer, and he needs to be in. He won, uh, first of all, just helping Boston win the championship. That alone should put him in, but being... The most clutch guy of his era should probably award him a conversation. Now, guys, I was not sure about Alfonso Soriano. I looked at his numbers, he's borderline. I don't know if he should get in, but he's dang borderline. He has some fantastic years. His best year, he finished third in the all star voting uh, when he played with the Yankees in 02. He lost out to Miguel Tejada. Who? Yeah, who? Um, but um, and he lost out to Miguel Tejada and Alex Rodriguez. But 2002, 2006 was some of his best years. He's got 412 home runs. I mean, he was a home run hitter. But he's he that would have put he's four. He's got 412. Um, one and he's got 289 stolen bases. So he's on the two uh, the, the 200 200 club. And if he I think if he could have played just a little bit longer, he might have been in the 300 300 club, which is 300 home runs and 300 stolen bases, and that would have guaranteed to put him in. But, you know, unfortunately, I don't, I don't think they're gonna, going to. But I think he should, you know, I really do. I think he should be in the, like, he, he shouldn't just fall off the ballot. There should be more conversation about him. There should be conversation about Sammy Sosa. Four times he hit 60, he hit 63 in a row once. He hit 63 in a row. People haven't hit sixty yet. Again, he hit the three in a row. I don't know. That should alone be enough. But then again, it's like having a couple. But he was the face of the Cubs, and not to mention one of the best players in the league. Countless MVP awards. He was. He was. He was a stud. I don't know if I, I. if I'm putting in Clemens and I'm putting in Bonds and I also will put in McGuire, and I gotta put in Sammy. I do. No asterisk, no nothing, because I don't have a guilty test, so I put him in. Uh Omar Vizquel, I've said time and time again, should be a Hall of Famer. Billy Wagner. If you if you if he's the only pitcher, then that's fine. If there are other better pitchers, leave him out. Uh, Todd Helton Played so many years in Colorado I looked at the numbers They're okay but they're not Hall of Fame worthy Andy Pettit is the toughest one Because Andy doesn't have the sexiest numbers But when it comes to the postseason Andy Pettit was the beast He has the most wins postseason history He's the the winningest pitcher Come postseason time I think That should hold weight Especially if all you guys are like Well Um, what's the heck is his name Used to pitch for the Red Sox Um, Kurt Schilling Kurt Schilling should be in Because of his performance in the playoffs Kurt Schilling had one great playoff For the most part he's always got a towel On his head because he was afraid That the team was going to lose Whether he was at Philly Or whether he was in um, San Francisco So don't give me that Kurt Schilling crap If Kurt goes in Andy Pettit has to go in that's how I look at it. And I like it. I think Andy, I don't think Andy goes in first ballot. I think Andy's definitely maybe third or fourth ballot, but I think Andy eventually goes in and then you'll have, um, Rivera, Gita, and Pettit all in the Hall of Fame. And it would be cool if they revisit because I think Jorge should be in. I really do. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Um, we're throwing some doors. We come back, we're going to wrap the show up, uh, make that one, make that segment quick, talk a little college basketball, uh, and this is Diary Sports Radio. Come
0: on, come on, come on, come on now.
1: All hey right, everybody. Let's wrap up the show here. Um, do our thank yous. Thank you all for listening and watching. Um, if you listen on Apple Podcast, uh, leave a message, uh, leave a comment, and um, just tell me what you think. SoundCloud, just keep hitting the like button. A uh, lot of views on Sound, a lot of listeners on SoundCloud, which is positive. So I appreciate that and I like that. Uh, NFL playoffs is today, so um, the the championship lead, the, the respectable championship games are on. So. Uh, tune in for that and uh, grab a seat Get a cold beer And sit back And watch the tale of a whale <laughs> I don't know what I did there But I thought it was funny uh, <laughs> uh, Downright Sports Check it out It will be Eventually we'll be back on Wednesdays Once I finish fighting The man who's messing up my schedule But we'll be back on Wednesdays eventually Um we will be this Thursday. Uh, last show of the month, this coming Thursday, and then we're going to take a week off, uh, two weeks off, and we'll be back. And then we'll be back. Uh, the, this show will be what we'll, uh, we'll do next Sunday, and then we're gonna, we'll are be back in September. I'll give you guys all the return dates real soon. Uh, let's finish it off. College basketball, I told you earlier I wasn't paying attention to uh, to the Professional basketball, I definitely have not been paying attention to college basketball. I've been watching it from afar. I don't know who's what. I just know good teams keep <laughs> losing to bad teams. This is a wide open year. It, it truly is. I was talking to a good buddy of mine, Jeff Matthews, who um, even said this is a wide open season. Uh, anybody, He believes Oregon is the team. I think, or well, I like Oregon also. As a team, you know this is one of those years. If you are a Pac twelve team or a Big Ten team, you want to figure out if you are a Pac. Those commissioners, you want to go to the best team in that conference. And be like, look, man, sh- we need this. Like, this is huge because the ACC and the SEC, they and the Big East even have been just destroying us. I stopped paying attention to college college basketball. is getting harder and harder and harder and harder to pay attention to. And I know a lot of you out there thinking, "Well, how?" And the one-and done rule really ruined that because college you know in college football, you can rule for the team and you can learn the players so many, so many players you know you can just pick up on it. But in basketball, there's no mask. one guy can make a difference, two guys can make a difference. and you know unless you're just um, obsessed it's really hard to follow these players when, you know, they're not gonna be there but for one season. You know, they're not gonna you know, they they're they're really playing because the NBA is forcing them to, um, I think which is silly. And you're 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 devaluing your product because I think the players are really, you know, they're not getting better. So like what's your point? Um and then, if you look at the conferences, the fact that they realigned all the teams, and because they were doing it for football purposes, I think it's stupid. I think they should just let them realign for football and just left everything else alone. Because they killed what was originally, you know, they killed the original Big East. They bastardized the ACC. Um, the Big Ten is no longer the Big Ten. It's a bunch of teams in that. It's just it's sickening. It makes zero sense. Maryland should not be in the Big Ten. Rutgers should not be in the Big Ten. Um, uh, Creighton, <laughs> is it Creighton? Shouldn't be in the Big East. There are like four teams from out west that are playing in the Big Ten. I mean, the Big the Big East. That's dumb. The Big East needs to be Syracuse, Georgetown, Yukon, uh, Syracuse. I said Syracuse, Seton Hall. Rode on, you know, those you know, real Big East schools need to be in the conference. Boston College, you know, teams that are, you know that should be there. I know teams move because of money, but it's dumb at the end of the day because there was no more popular league than the Big East, and you're not going to tell me those guys weren't getting, you know, those schools weren't getting hit off because if you beat one Big East school, like you beat them all, because that's how good of a conference the Big East was, and the ACC. You lost all the rivalries the ACC used to have You lost the Duke, Maryland the North Carolina, Maryland You lost all of that Those were huge games, man um, Not Duke, Boston College Not uh, uh, UNC versus Virginia Tech wasn't even an ACC school Which is kind of crazy if you think about it Tech was in the Big East I don't know why I gotta review that but in any case, that's just the, the, the last thing. Was just the rambles of a madman. Man. Thank you all for listening. Uh, it's been fun. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, we'll be talking Super Bowl next week. And I'm hoping keep your fingers crossed that Green Bay can find a way to beat um, the 49ers and the Titan, the, the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Titans. Not just because we'll get a Super Bowl one rematch, but because I will get to do a special show with two friends that are uh, one roots for Green Bay and one roots for. Um, the Chiefs, and they'll have uh, my first ever debate show, and I'll just mediate it, and it could be pretty cool, but thanks everybody, be safe out there, if you're somewhere where it's snowed, uh, just take care, uh, don't, if you're an older person, don't try to keep yourself shoveling, just stay in the house and let it melt alright, uh, be safe and uh, deuces <laughs>